0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of No Names All Game, a Penn State football podcast. Today is June 16th. Pat, we're in the off season
1: again. How you doing, man? I just, I can't wait for football to start. Um, Trent, now that hockey is over and basketball too, you're trying to just try to fill in with not baseball every day. Right. Especially because like out here, I can't watch the Yankees. I don't have cable. And I mean, I'm not going to watch Dodgers games.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and I'm I'm trying to look up right now. I realize I'm a I'm a bad host. I don't know how many days there are until Penn State football. Yeah, well, I feel like we're in the low 80s somewhere. Um, yeah, off season again. So we we've got a couple things, uh, a couple things this episode. Uh, like I said, June 16th. So if you're listening to this, it's at the earliest June 17th. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, happy if you Father's have, Day, Daddy. if yes, Dad, if you're listening, Happy Father's Day. I will call you tomorrow. I'm a sad not listen. <laughs> Um, but yes, to all of you out there, please share this podcast with your dads. They'd love it. It's a great gift. Um, all right, so this is probably going to be a shorter episode. Not a whole lot going on, but want to want to stay consistent with this. And and we're not going to uh, be Buzzfeedy and tell you what the Penn State football team would look like if they were a World Cup team because we're just we're no, not those people.
1: No. Um, not giant pussies.
0: <laughs> World Cup? You watching it at all? No, I hate soccer. It's a garbage sport. Yeah. With garbage people. I think the U.S. has a real shot this year. Um, <laughs> all right, I mean, jumping into it. Not watch them. Jumping into it. Uh, they're not even in it. They didn't qualify. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shows how much you know. That I makes love me it. happy to be I love it. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we're not very
1: good. So. We shouldn't be good at soccer. It's a it's a European. Oh, if we
0: put all of our like actual athletes into it, maybe could you imagine like LeBron? Yeah, we'd be great fields? if we did. But well, now I'm getting buzzed. We've baby. got okay. we've got better
1: sports to play. Yep,
0: I'm gonna stop. All right, so uh, I'm gonna jump right in with with I think what is the coolest storyline for for this week? We, a lot of other podcasts might bury the lead, might make you wait for uh, the the juicy story. Oh, yeah. Not us. We're gonna jump right into oh, it. Baby. So uh, the NCAA, who. I think we can all agree is probably one of the worst organizations in, I don't want to say the world, but I want to say it, the world. A uh, couple yeah. of rule changes this year. So typically what we see is the NCAA makes rules that either make the actual game worse or make the whole process worse. Um, first one I think is actually kind of a really cool thing. So they changed the rule for red shirt eligibility. So a quick 10 second background. All athletes have four years of eligibility within a five year span a lot of times what coaches do is young players, if they're not quite ready to play or if there's a lot of depth in front of them, uh, you call you take what's called a redshirt year. Right. I'm explaining this to the five year olds that are listening. Of course. redshirt year means you can practice, you can work out, you can do all that fun stuff, but you just don't play in, in the actual basketball. games. Yep. Preserves a year of eligibility. You can still play for four years after that. NCAA came out, said this year athletes can play. And I think this is just for football. I don't think it's all sports, but football four games without losing eligibility.
1: What's your initial take? Um, I like it. Um, I mean, anything where you're giving kids more of a chance, these kids more of a chance, I think is great. At four games is a lot. Yeah. That's almost half the season. It's it's pretty insane, and I think that's what it is. That's almost a so. third of the season? Yeah. Yeah, what do we play? Twelve games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, that's doing math. God, we're uh, so good. Love it. I mean, that, that's a lot. Um, like I said, I like it, though. Anytime when you're giving kids more of a chance to figure out, you know, where they are in their progression, I think is good.
0: Yeah, I agree, and that's exactly Plus how— Plus, it's huge
1: for injuries. Yes. A lot of injuries happen early this season.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. And, and that's exactly how the NCAA phrases it, is. It's about player opportunity. It's about participation. Uh, and that's really what it is. A lot of times—Franklin Frank, has a really cool system. I like what he does is he classifies all the freshmen as green, yellow, or red. Yeah. Pretty obvious, but green means absolutely they're going to play their studs. so That'll be your Micah Parsons, right? Guys like that that are absolutely going to play. Yellows are probably could play if there's an injury, we'll put them in there if we absolutely need to. And then the reds are nope. We need we need more time. These guys got to put on yeah. some weight. So I think this is really cool because you'll see a lot of those yellows that maybe won't get a shot in unless there's an injury. Now they're probably going to play in four games because yeah. you've got you've got the you know we, we won't say cupcake, but the the early games that halftime we've got a sizable lead. You don't really yeah, need your starters right. in there. Throw a kid in there, see what he's got. Can he compete on a D one playing field? Right. Honestly, it. it
1: This isn't going to be the main usage of it, but you know who I think would benefit the most? Who's that? Is if you're like a really great player and you get hurt early, early in the season. Like imagine Saquon last season gets hurt in game three, tears his ACL, God forbid. Yep. And now you're taking what people were predicting was a Heisman season and ended up being a second pick in the draft. Not only does he not get to play a senior season, but his draft stock plummets. Now he's got a whole nother year to prove to people that he's healthy and can play. And it gets a senior season. Yeah, I, I completely people agree. People like that, I think it I think it'll be great for. Them. Yep. And
0: there is I, I I won't lie, I'm not an expert on this one. There is some sort of medical red shirt, uh I know that some people can take as well, but I think that's if you get hurt before the season and you have to and you if you're gonna miss the whole There's there's a limit to
1: how far into the season it can happen. Okay. Right. So and this I,
0: further expands it, right? Yeah.
1: Um yeah. I think so. I mean four games seems like a pretty far end. Right. I doubt it was already four games in. And if it was I think they do evaluate it case by case on a lot issues yeah and and like i said
0: this is this is not just the first four games of the season this is you can play in any four games so if you have sure. a young kid that okay you put him in against appalachian state or Pitt the first couple weeks and hey he's showing like he could really play but we don't want to burn his red shirt completely cool now you save him until you really need him in a michigan or ohio state yeah. and you use him as extra depth right True. so you don't have to burn the red shirt but you have more skilled players i think
1: overall it's really really good for the sport um and i think it'll help develop younger players quicker yeah and i'm finding it Hard to think of a way that someone could misuse it to where it would be bad for the sport, yeah. And, and the one thing
0: I read in the article too that I think is cool is, um, allows I think allows coaches and teams to, and this is probably team by team, but but handle injuries better, right? There's a lot of yeah. times where a kid will be kind of hurt, but maybe you don't have a great backup behind him and you kind of want to push through and yeah. want to play. And now, well, hey, guess what? You're going to take an extra week to heal because we have a team that we don't really need you for, and guess what? Rookie's going to go in, so yep, cool um NCAA good on you second rule uh and this one is where I'm a little bit more iffy I don't know how I feel about it yet but this is about the transfer rule so we can have a whole conversation on on transfers in college football how they have to sit out for a year um how coaches can do it whenever the fuck they want that's for another time as I choke on my own words NCAA is really getting me worked up Um, that. but this one is for for players and basically says that they no longer need the school's permission to request a transfer. Old state is they have to inform the school, say, Hey, I want to transfer, the school has to grant it to them. A lot of times it happens and you don't really hear about it, but there are those cases where there's a really talented player, the school doesn't want to lose them and, and they say, No, we're not gonna grant
1: it. Um I'd be honest, I like this rule. Um because I think if a kid wants to transfer, that there's something happening that he shouldn't be there. Whether it's he's not getting along with the coach, he's not playing. Or he's just it's a bad environment for him. I think I I I think this kid is gonna know why he needs to leave. The counter argument would be, you know, these are still kids Mm -hmm. and you don't want them making impulsive decisions. But I think for the most part, no one's gonna ruin their life by transferring because of this rule.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's what it is, right? It's, if you're in the right system and you have the right support system between your coaches, your family, everyone like that, they're gonna give it to you straight, right? And, and we'll get to a little bit later about some, uh, we actually lost another player who's gonna be transferring. Um, more often than not, I, I imagine that conversation happens with, with the player and Coach Franklin and they sit down and Coach Franklin hopefully gives it to him straight and says, yes, you're gonna have a really great opportunity or you know what, no, it's probably not. You might have a better chance to succeed somewhere else. Now you said there was a situation in Penn State. Was it wrestling? Wrestling.
1: So I, I think this might stem somewhat from Penn State wrestling, who had a super high profile recruit. This kid Nick Soriano, who very possibly would have been a national champion. His, I mean, his freshman year. Oh wow! Got hurt before the Big Ten tournament. Um, Penn State entered him in the Big Ten tournament, didn't wrestle him, so he was still eligible for the uh, NCAA tournament. Okay. And I, I can't remember if he wrestled any matches in the NCAA tournament or if he just injury defaulted the whole way through, but then ended up transferring to Rutgers. And I Penn State tried to block his eligibility for the year. Mm. I don't know if that was through not granting him the transfer or through just, or it was some else with not granting him eligibility. But I wouldn't be surprised if it stemmed somewhat from that because it was a pretty big case. As small as college wrestling is, Yeah, that was a pretty large case. Yeah, I can see that. And- and I think uh, I, I
0: completely agree with you from a moral ethic standpoint. Of of course, if a kid wants to transfer, <laughs> should be able to transfer,
1: right? Hopefully, their families and their coaches yeah. are, are setting. I up mean, Nick success. Soriano shouldn't have. You know, <laughs> now he's never going to win big matches or win team titles. God, but that's damn okay. it, Nick. That's okay. Um, but that's here's here's decision. the part
0: that worries me, and, and I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a little bit from the article because my first thought on this was okay. Does this now create a whole nother level of recruiting where college coaches are going to be recruiting current active players? So I'm a coach at I don't know Northwestern Nebraska somebody who needs a quarterback and midseason I'm going over to Penn State and saying, "Hey Tommy Stevens, you're not playing a whole lot, buddy. Come over here. We're going to we're going to make you our starter. Yes, you have to sit out a year, but here's our plan for you." Like can that happen? Yeah. The answer is God, not really, but kind of. So Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the misuse of the rule. Exactly. So this is this is what the, what the article says straight from NCAA. Uh, the rule change ends the controversial practice in which some coaches or administrators pre- prevent students from having contact with specific schools. Conferences, however, still can make rules that are more restrictive than the national rule. So that's interesting that a conference, say the Big Ten or the SEC or whoever they want, they can implement a rule that's even stricter. Um, however, additionally... The proposal adds tampering with a current student athlete at another school to a list of potential level two violations considered a significant breach of conduct. So they say that there's no tampering, but they say that this now ends the practice of coaches and administrators preventing students from having contact with
1: specific schools. So that seems to like counteract each other. So I don't really know what the fuck they're trying to do there. My guess is that basically any tampering that was already happening is going to continue. Um maybe slightly heightened because there's more of a chance you'll get this kid to transfer, mm-hmm. but they're also going to have to do it way more under the table. Cause now people are look, looking for it. Yep.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what's worrisome is you see these guys, uh Hunter Johnson quarterback down in Clemson just transferred. He was a former number one, uh, quarterback coming into, coming into the uh, college. And I remember Penn State was trying to get him, but he didn't get a shot. He's transferring to, I want to say it's some it's somewhere in the big 10. Um, I don't remember, but, uh, so it like it's on
1: Ohio state. No, you
0: know. no. Um, I think it's like Northwestern, maybe. I don't Who know. Cares, though? But he, either way, uh, he has to sit out a year. And, and that's the other part that that people make a big stink about. And, and I won't talk about it forever. But the thing is, if you transfer, you have to sit out a year. You you lose that year. So there's still that, right? That
1: That is yeah. a huge factor in the decision if you're going to transfer. I think that's case by case, though. Not every athlete has to sit out a year. Really? Let's get Nick Soriano didn't sit out a year after he transferred to Rutgers. Maybe it's a football thing, then. I think, I, I'm I, think positive it, I think it football. depends on the situation. Really? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, actually, yeah, because Shea Patterson just transferred from, from Ole Miss, and he can play right away at Michigan, right?
1: That's, a, yeah, that's their I, I new guy. Yeah, I think you have to – I think it it might be like default. You sit out of here, but you can petition the NCAA for immediate eligibility. I hmm. don't think it might be how it works. If you're listening to this and you know the rules, please tweet at us because yeah, we're not going to research it
0: right now. Um, but, yeah, either way, I think this is one – I, I want to see how it plays out. Like I said, you hope that it doesn't create this circus of people trying to, like, recruit kids that are sitting on benches and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, th- who is it? the guy from Alabama, Tua, who we can't pronounce his last name, Tagalovia? Oh, yeah. He said if he didn't get chances to start or if he didn't get playing time in that national championship game that he was going to transfer. Like, you don't think coaches would have been, like, keeping an eye on that pretty oh, pretty God, damn closely? Yeah. So, either way, NCAA, uh, signs, signs of promise. Thank you, uh, Mark yeah. Emmert, you filthy douchebag. Um, right. for doing something right. I, I think this is pretty cool, both of these. Um, Agreed. And speaking of pretty cool, we're going to jump into our next topic on our list of Nittany noteworthies, scholarship videos. It's that time of the year. We're <laughs> going to see a bunch of them. And Penn State had, had one of the first ones of the season that I've seen. Uh, did you get a chance? Did you see this? Did you oh, hear about this? Of course this? I did. Uh, so Kyle Vasey, Vasi, not sure how you pronounce his name. Uh, I heard
1: about it from the Exalted No Names All Game Twitter account. Did you? Yeah. Wow, those guys are good. Yeah, you should they're check them
0: out. Quick. Check them out on Twitter, at No Names All Game. Uh, Kyle Vasi Vasey, sorry, buddy, I don't know how to say your name. I'm really bad at last names, apparently. Uh, he is a senior long snapper. And this is the kind of shit that I love because a lot of times this happens. It is. It's like a third string linebacker. It's someone you know. This is, they don't have a scholarship for a reason, right? Yeah. So to see it happen to a long snapper. He's a senior. He's been busting his ass. Uh, it's super cool because one had a job. Yeah, and and that was that was that was really cool. So I, I think two reasons why I like these is one, the kids are typically never expecting it. And it's just a really like happy moment, and then two, just to see the team respond and react, and they all just yeah. kind of jump all over him. So uh, I'll say this one probably wasn't wasn't like the most. Uh, like dramatic reveal you see sometimes I remember there was one last year where they like taped the scholarship to a football and kicked it off to the kid. I don't know if you remember that one. No, I didn't see that. That was ridiculous. They always find more and more ridiculous ways to do it. Uh, but for this one, if you didn't see the video first, check out no names. <laughs> what happened again. if he misplayed that kick? Oh my God. Imagine <laughs> he just drops there or something else. <laughs> uh, but he'd give us that paperback. Um, but yeah, so they're out uh, end of practice. And Franklin basically asked the group like, Hey, who here's working jobs? And, singles out Vasey, obviously. Uh asks him how where is he working, how many hours. Vasey's like, oh, you know, 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. about 30 hours a week. And just real quick, Jimmy Franklin, the cool as cool as a cucumber, says, quit. You're on full scholarship. And like the team loses it. They run over. They jump on him. Just a really cool moment. And uh and yeah, I, I love seeing I love seeing Franklin do these things. He did one uh last year. Same thing. It was uh they were in a meeting room though. It wasn't practice and who the fuck was it? Jan Johnson, maybe? No, um, it was a linebacker. I'm blanking. I don't know. I'll remember his name. But same thing. He was. Uh, he was in the meeting room and he kind of said it very, very just nonchalantly. Again, he goes, "I'm not giving him anything. He earned this shit, or I'm not giving him shit. He earned it." And the whole team was like, "What?" Oh, I know. He's like, "You're on scholarship," and just. I, I think Franklin he just need He's flare. such a wordsmith. Yeah, he doesn't need the flair or the dramatic. It's just like, "Hey, dude, you're on scholarship. Live it up." And he, he has its own. He has his own flair, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's awesome. So, um, congrats to Kyle Vasey Last year, uh, doesn't need to pay however many thousands of dollars as yeah, right? they cost. Um. All right, what else? What else? Let's see. All right, so let's do some roster moves. Not really a recruiting roundup this week. Uh, since our last episode, not much has changed, but we do have one addition. Uh, new recruit, Hakeem Beeman, yep. four-star from demon and Hakeem I hope that catches on. Um, I, I made a too. I made a terrible tweet on I don't know if you've heard about oh, the it No too. Names All Game Twitter account. Um, not spelled exactly the same way as demon Willie Beeman, but we're gonna go with it. Okay. Um. yeah, this is another big get. Uh, let's see, looking back, looking back, looking back. Hakeem Beeman. Four star DN from Virginia. So uh pursuit of Virginia continues. We did miss out on Cameron Kelly. Talked about him last episode. He uh stayed home, went to Virginia Tech, but I think we've got the top two players in Virginia uh so far. And and Hakeem is another top player. I not don't know where he stands,
1: but uh big win. Happy to get that guy. Not to mention we recruited I think the best player to ever come out of Virginia, Trace McSorley. Woo! We'll get there. We'll get there. Trace, I love you.
0: Um, But yeah, big win. Uh, We're going to continue rolling. I think we are currently somewhere in the teens nationally in ranking. I try not to get caught up in like recruiting rankings now because- It's just too early. Everyone's at different paces. So we're we're currently somewhere nationally, I want to say maybe like 14, 15. uh, Number three in the Big Ten behind Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State has 11 total commits. Michigan has 10. We have nine. Um, Minnesota has 16, but they're all three stars. So again, it it, is- doesn't quite matter uh, right now. Matters how we finish. We've got a long time until February, so not too, uh, not too concerned there. But as we talk about roster moves, uh, on top of the addition of Hakeem Beeman, uh, we also see a departure. Corey Bolts, uh, who was a, I want to say freshman. I think this was his freshman year, yeah. defensive tackle. Uh, kid from New Jersey. I think he was ah. a, probably a three-star uh, coming in. Um, and, and I hate that. Uh, I'm going to call out your home state real quick. The Twitter mob from Rutgers is insufferable.
1: Oh well, so, Rutgers is just a trash place. Yeah, of course. So this—I'm can- kidding. I actually <laughs> love Rutgers. My uncle used to be the president of Rutgers. All right. Well, I'll say it. Fuck Rutgers. I'm just kidding. Uh, not really, but but I, I do hate their football fans. Though. Yeah, their just, football fans are garbage. It's bad,
0: and and I think I won't put this on the same level, but I I kind of get how maybe in the not in the last two or three years, but years prior, how Ohio state fans would look at Penn state fans. Cause it wasn't really a rivalry. They would beat us every year, but it was always our biggest game. So we yeah. treated as a rivalry. I think that's kind of what the Rutgers is. It's like, obviously where there's no rivalry, we the shit out of them all the time, but we're the biggest game that they typically play most yeah. years. Um, the it's close that we have these recruiting battles. So regardless, well, the game what I mean, isn't close. No, of course what I mean uh, is physical yeah. proximity school to school. Yes, yeah. please. Thank you for keeping me correct there. Um, but yeah, the, the Twitter mob from Rutgers is tweeting, not necessarily at the kid, but on the comments so that he can see it, like, oh, if he would have went to Rutgers, none of this would've ever happened. And oh he'd be playing and starting. Like, none hey, of shut, what? yeah, shut what that he would have didn't play his not freshman play. year? Yeah. That's like exactly. really normal. Yeah, very, very yeah. normal. So what'd you transferring to? I don't know. I, I haven't seen any any news yet. Um, but basically they just said that he's gonna lead the program. He had uh you know, one of those notes gonna you know take some time think about it do what's best for me and my family and i wish the best of luck to him that, like we talked about that's probably a conversation that happened where he said hey i don't really see it here or i don't feel comfortable here whatever it is and franklin told him yeah absolutely you know what you might have a better shot playing at somewhere else or hey if you feel
1: some comfortable somewhere else we fully support you like i hope that's how it happened you know i'll say it, it's very rare that i'm ever angry at a kid for transferring out um you know unless it's like some kind of weird departure like Silas red i wasn't happy with yeah um, but i could understand that's about the maddest I've ever been in a transfer. Yeah. And even that I could understand. But a, a kid like this who wasn't getting playing time, there's a lot of new talent coming in, and there's a lot of talent ahead of him, I'm not going to be mad at him for trying to play football. You know? Yeah, that That's what he hes a football player. <laughs> he wants to play football. He wants an opportunity to show how good he is, and he might not get that opportunity here. Yeah, go ahead. Best of luck to you. I hope you end up being great. I, I could not agree more.
0: That's what every kid in college wants. Is they want a chance to go to the NFL. Now you've seen the stats. I think it's something like three percent actually make it. But fuck it. That's why they're there, right? So yes, I'm with you on that one. Best of luck to Corey. Uh, Twitter mob, calm down, people. Hi. Calm down. And I, I, I'll say this. Hand up. I said it on, on our recruiting breakdown last time. I used to be that guy. I used to be in there tweeting at recruits, talking about all that shit. Yeah. I've grown up. Twitter, grow up with me. All oh. right. All right, uh, moving down the list of topics. I'm getting through this even quicker than I thought. Guys, you're going to get a quick episode. You're going to listen to this on your commute to work. You're going to tell your friends. It's going to be really, really great. It's going to be great. Uh, great. So this t- last t- segment, stuff. great, great stuff. <laughs> this, What impression is that? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Uh, I'm, I'm apparently bad at impressions. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> After last episode, we had a, we had an impression off, and mine were really bad. And uh, from what I can tell, Pats are really good. So <laughs> you got to stick around. You might get some Tony Bennett in here. Ooh, you know, um Last segment I'm calling the Kicking Corner. So we have two guys associated with Penn State that had some pretty big, pretty big kicks uh, this week in, yeah. in non-football season, but we're going to talk about it. Uh,
1: first one you told me about, Tyler Davis. You want to you tell us what happened there? Kicked a 64-yarder in practice. Damn. Now, of course, this isn't I – don't, I don't think it's against a defense. Just to... Probably against so, air, sure. And he's with the, the Bills, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you can kick it lower, which is going to give you more distance out of it. But holy – sh! I didn't know he had that kind of leg. Yeah, uh, Tyler was a he. he I think I th- it was long in college it was like a forty six.
0: Yeah, forty eight. Um, maybe, and I, I think I was reading at, uh, under forty. He was like lights out, one hundred percent, nearly uh, over forty. Was much much less uh, success rate, which yeah. I mean is standard no, for a lot of college kickers. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys that not very flashy, but if you look back at the numbers, he's probably one of Penn State's more consistent kickers. And uh, he
1: was pretty great in a while. Yeah, you never had to worry about it, right? Yeah, I think he missed like two extra points in his career. Yeah. Almost every kick he missed was blocked. That's the other thing.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I I do remember that. We had a lot of them uh, because they they would always put up that stat, oh, he's 22 of 22, and then you would see one that he would miss and it would get blocked or or there would be just a bad snap or something. Not many times. He's a very good kicker. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so uh, he's on the Bills team right now. Uh, I don't know if the Bills have a starting kicker or if maybe it's his job to win, but that absolutely has to help. And typically in in NFL practices, they do this in college too, is – that's sort of how you end a practice. Is like if the kicker makes the big one, you're yeah. good to go. Or if not, the team has to run. So uh, they said oh, he, he was. Him, uh, they said he was mobbed by teammates afterwards. So that's got to be a cool moment I mean, as a rookie. 64
1: yards. That's, that's, I mean,
0: what's the NFL record? It's got. It's like 68, 69. I want to say probably. Um, so while we Google this, I'm going to fill the dead air. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool. Obviously, Tyler.
1: Uh, I mean, that's from the 47 yard line. That is a massive. massive. Well, I mean. That's he's not kicking. That's where the line of scrimmage would be from the forty. He would the line of scrimmage would be at the forty-seven yard line for that. That's wild. And I'm going to read this right now
0: according to a quick Google search, and uh, the first result is Wikipedia, which we know is 100 <laughs> percent accurate. Uh, the longest field goal kick in NFL history is 64 yards. The record set Jan by Matt, Matt Prater on December oh, 8, yeah. 2013. That's pretty NFL wins. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, again, not against the defense in practice, but to show that you got the leg to do it. Pretty cool. Right? Have Uh, you ever tried to kick a field goal? Yes. Incredibly difficult. I don't think I can kick kick an extra point. No, it's bad. It's bad. I remember in high school, like, dicking around trying to do it. Uh, And then do you remember Arena League football? Oh, God, yeah. Right? still Uh, exists. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, It was the – I think it was – I can't remember if it was Long Island or New York, but the Dragons. Do you remember them? They They were playing, like, the Nassau Coliseum. So we would go to the game, my dad and my brothers all the time. And they would have like a fan fest after every game. You could go down to the field and you could, you know, you could try things out. And one of them was a a field goal kicking competition. And in arena football, the uprights are much more narrow than a, than an NFL stadium or a college stadium. So I think the odds were against me initially, but even if that thing was a hundred feet wide, I wasn't coming close. My kick barely got off the ground, kind of squibbed all the way to the side. So yeah, Tyler Davis props to you, homie. So staying in the kicking corner, uh, we have – we've talked about this, that we don't really have a kicker now because Tyler Davis left. Yeah. Uh, we have Jake Pineger. Pineger, I don't know how you say his name, but he's uh, he's going to be a freshman scholarship. Like Pineger's cool, right? Kind of like Vinegar. Um, <laughs> why does that matter? I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. But he's a freshman. Um, we have a couple of walk-ons that are on, on the team already. Carson Landis, I think, uh, is one
1: that's that's been making impressions. Well, impression. Did you see, uh, I saw a video of Big Toe Joe making no. some kicks. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Does he have eligibility left? Definitely. Yeah, dude, Big Toe Joe. I saw a video of him. He can still hit him. I, Yes, yeah, because we tweeted at him.
0: Yeah, we said yeah. We, you're still our kicker. Yes. Okay, I did see that. Sorry, Joe. Um, I, I think I'm determined. I, I want Big Toe Joe to be, if not our first, one of the first guests that we have on uh, the show when we get ready said. to have guests. Um, Joe, if you're listening, as usual, hit us up. Uh, but staying in the kicking corner, so uh, Vlad Hilling... Which I think is a great name. Kid's name is Vlad. Uh, He will be a walk on. He's a high school senior. High school senior right now, and he's playing in the Big Thirty Three Classic, which is a Pennsylvania high school all star game. I think it's Pennsylvania versus Maryland, like best of the best kind of thing. Um, We always have a couple couple kids that that play in it. Um, Some choose not to, but. Either way, Vlad Hilling a walk on, he says, "Hey Tyler Davis, I see your 64 yarder. I'm only a high school kid, so I can't go that far, but how about a 56 yarder in the Big 33 game?" No
1: shit, in a game. Yeah.
0: So this wow. is Wow, this is a record for the Big 33 game, 56 yarder, and the tweets I was reading said, "Made it by a mile." No shit. So the kid has some distance on it. Uh, unfortunately, there was a uh, running into the kicker, and apparently he limped off. So, Vlad, we hope you're okay. I'm um, sure he is. I, yeah. If you're, if you're booting 56s, a running into the kicker is not going to keep you down. Uh so that dude, was pretty cool. 56 wow. in a game. Yeah.
1: God damn. It's impressive. So um, I played with a kid in uh, youth football. Like, yeah. Like when we were in middle school, who could hit nearly 50 yards? I just – I don't get it. Like – Kid ended up playing soccer. high school. Of course, it. right. Played soccer for Princeton. Chris Benedict, just one of the, one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Good-looking kid. Had, like, you know, just, like, constant, very nice beard growth. <laughs> probably a huge cock. Like, one of those guys. Chris Benedict, was it? Mm-hmm. Huge cock. You heard it here first. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. I've never seen it. Rumored. Rumored.
0: Um, but, yeah, I, I don't get kicking. I think it's one of those things that, like, these kids train their whole lives for and are super good at, and I commend the hell out of you, but I think even if I put in, like, 100 hours of training,
1: I don't think I'd be good at it. Like, I have really strong legs. Mm-hmm. Back in my prime, I could, I could squat over 300 pounds. Okay. Humble I could brag. never kick a fucking football <laughs> 10 yards.
0: Kicker is the most <laughs> difficult position in the world because if you make it, you're a hero. If you miss it, people will literally send yeah, you death a, threats. You're a pariah. I'll, I'll never forget that uh, Sam Ficken, I think it was his senior year, right, where he missed, like... No, his freshman year. Was it? He blew it was, that Nebraska game. There was... There was one year where he missed four of them in the Virginia game. Uh, yeah, that was his freshman year, was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Either I think way, that was your senior year. Maybe we're different ages, guys. Keep up. Um, but I remember that, and there there were people literally tweeting at him like, uh, "I'd tell you to hang yourself, but you probably couldn't kick yeah, the stool from, the straight runner, straight from runner, Yeah, that's brutal. That, that was uh, a classic Sam Pickett tweet. Right I there. I mean, and I'm sure every kicker in the world has heard that one. But Jesus, that's man. a rough one. Give some kickers some love. So uh, Tyler, Vlad, good on both of you. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. It's we appreciate you guys. Kill. I'm excited about it. Yes, and great name, too, right? Flat Hilling from 56, 56 yards. yards. I would like to hear that in Beaver Stadium. All Um That's really about it that we have for the football talk. So, guys, you are in for a special treat, guys and girls. Uh, we are all-inclusive on this podcast. Special treat. We're How many girls do they listen to this podcast? I would say at least four. And six? Uh, okay. Like, okay. We're, we're in the ballpark. Um, we only have 50 followers, so it's not like we're even being discriminatory. It's just pure math. That's kind of yeah. what it looks like. Um, ladies, sup? If you like Penn State football, listen to our podcast. Oh, hey there. Tell your friends. Um, yeah, so this is going to be a, an exclusive. Um, I already used kicking corner, so I can't really call it the Calicchio Corner. I don't know what we're going to call it. We'll come up with the name, but yeah, we'll but figure something out. Pat is much more much more into other Penn State sports than I am. Not that I don't. Not that I'm not a fan, but I just I'm not as involved. I will root for them. I will tweet them. I'll I'll like those tweets. I'll, I'll act crazy, but I'm just not as knowledgeable. So. We got a couple of cool things from from wrestling and track and field.
1: So Pat, hit yeah, us. First one we on? got is track and field. Penn State has a brand new national champion. Woo We've got Isaiah Harris won the 800 meter track and field NCAA championship with a time of one forty four point seventy six. Holy shit! That's now, fast. That, all right, that's two times around a track. You ever, did you ever like run a four hundred when you were in high school? Yeah. You were in good shape. Yes. I think the best I ever did, like the best shape I was ever in when I was wrestling. And so, like, that was the fastest I could ever run. I think I ran, like, a 56. Mm-hmm. I still, I, this kid, I would have been, like, entering the last 100 when he finished.
0: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's lightning fast. I actually, humble brag did run track in high school. That's only, um,
1: like, three seconds behind the world record. Uh, Which, I mean, three seconds me. in, a, in an 800-meter race is big. It's big. But for a kid just leaving college, that's, that's really... not that big.
0: Right, but that's that's really... for the world
1: record, you know. Yeah, because I mean, continue work. It's not like he can't get better, right? Yeah, and it's not like every track event you're going to get a world record at, right? You know, you don't get a world record at every Olympics. Yeah, that's I mean, that's insane. So uh, back to my humble brag. Thank
0: you for rudely cutting me off. Oh yeah, go um, for it. I did run track in high school. The only reason I ran track is because I got cut from the baseball team, and I didn't like lacrosse. So I guess it's not really a humble brag. Maybe it's like a humble shit on myself but I ran didn't bring track. that up. It would have been right. But Hey, we're honest. Uh, I ran track. I ran the 400. Um, thing think my best time ever, probably similar to yours. I think I was in the 54 range. So I'm going to take a couple seconds off yours. No, I never but, ran track. So mine's more impressive. Damn. That is fuck,
1: kicked today. I just did it. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Let's say I was 52 then. I don't know. <laughs> just going to shave points off just because, um, but, but the point I'm making here is that was with me. Like huffing and puffing and yeah. dying at the end of it. You asked me to do that whole thing again in the same Yo, time yeah. or better? Get Double out it. of here. Get out. Get out. Like I'm. There's get no chance. That is cool. His name again? Isaiah Harris. Isaiah Harris. Congrats to you. Uh, we're going to send you stud. some free no-names,
1: all-game stuff. Not really, but if we have yeah, it. Some free no-names, all-game tweets. Yeah, buddy. We will tweet you. Um, and then we've got, uh, we had the Final X uh, event in State College, which is a Basically, it's a wrestling event. What, what uh, U.S. wrestling has done is they've broken up the qualifying events for the world team into three separate uh, events. Okay. And one of them they held in State College, of course, because it's such a mecca of wrestling right now. And basically the way it works is there are, at each weight class, there was an automatic qualifier who, like our guy David Taylor, who closed out the event. He qualified because he won the U.S. Open. So then uh, this other kid that he wrestled – um, what the hell was his name? Nick Renan qualified. I think F what was it? I forget what event, but it was another event where he wasn't the automatic qualifier. David Taylor was okay. And so first of all, I mean, through and through, there were some cookers, like all the men's bouts there were three men's bouts, three women's bouts. I don't really pay attention to women's freestyle. So I, I couldn't really tell you what happened, but <laughs> all three, um, I mean both of the men's belts before Taylors were fucking cookers. You had two Ohio State kids going up against each other Ooh. who basically they were one in a first match was one in a tiebreaker, second match was won by like a point. Damn. It's a, the final X event it's a best of three. Okay. So okay. I was just gonna ask to you to then that how become many times? a world the part of the US world team. And I mean that's highest of the high, right? World Yes, team. That, that's yeah. your you're going to uh the world championships and the Olympics. Wow. Um, and so all of them, they were like four to three, four, nothing. David Taylor won 13 to two and 10 to nothing. Now to, so you just
0: manhandled this dude.
1: Yes. And to, uh, kind of expand on that, the match automatically ends after one guy's up by 10 points or more. So I mean, he could have beaten this kid like 20 to two. He run ruled them. Yes, he run rule. I didn't know there was a that, that in That's what's called a tech fall in wrestling. You know when and, I learned that there was a run-rule or a tech fall in wrestling? I was today years today old. today years old, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I want to say, David Taylor, there's like three guys in the United States who all might be the best wrestlers in the world, and David Taylor's one of them. This is a kid who, I I'm telling you, I'm guaranteeing that he is going to be an Olympic and world gold medalist. Very soon. Um, he's at 86 kilograms, which is an Olympic weight class. And he's just running through everybody. I don't think he's lost in like two years. Wow. And he's just murking people. He's not like winning by small amounts. He's going to world-class tournaments and tech falling and pinning kids. And people don't get pinned in freestyle wrestling is the other thing. It's very uncommon. Um, and he's pinning people in World class tournaments in Russia, Jeez. just manhandling kids. I'm telling you right now, David Taylor is going to be an Olympic gold medalist, and he's going to be a world gold medalist, a world champion. Listeners, you're, you're hearing this live,
0: breaking news on no names, all game, a Penn State sports podcast. That's a Pat Calicchio guarantee. I'm telling you, I hope he that he you come might come back to this. He and might we are be
1: correct. the. I actually, I just say there's four guys on the U.S. team, and I don't mean at their weight class, just in general, pound for pound. Might be the greatest wrestlers in the world right now.
0: This is this is so amazing, and, and I'm not saying a lot, not because I'm not impressed, just because I'm taking it in. Because, like I said, I don't follow this. I saw I saw a bunch of this on Twitter earlier, and you're damn right, I clicked that hard on all of them because I saw Penn State. That's my guy. Um, but it's it's a little surprising me because I, I you know throughout the season, obviously follow it you know casually. Oh, I don't. I, don't fan. I feel like I don't think I've ever heard that name before. Now th- this is. He's part of the normal Penn State roster and the normal Penn State team? No, no he graduated. Oh, okay. okay. He graduated three years <laughs> ago. Yeah. Totally understand. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm looking up right now, Penn State wrestling roster. I'm like, okay, I've heard yeah, he graduated, Mark Paul. He I've heard Bo Nickel. I've heard Rutherford. He,
1: he was a two-time national champion at Penn State. Honestly, could have been a four-timer. Uh, his freshman year, he lost in the finals to, um, what the hell is the kid's name? Bubba Jenkins, who transferred out of Penn State. What that a season. name, Bubba Jenkins? Oh, he was a fucking stud. He transferred out of Penn State that season. Taylor filled in for him and made it to the finals, lost to him, and then he had this arch rival that he just can never beat. This kid, Kyle Dake, who is now two weight classes below him, mm. who also was at Final Exton State College and won some very tight bouts over a kid who beat Mark Hall in the finals this year. Oh, Saheed Valencia. So he Kyle Dick's one of the other kids who might be like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Kyle Dick, more like Kyle Dick, am I right? Oh, no, dude, he he definitely is a dick. Yeah, oh for sure. I, I was just trying he's to he's definitely this. a nice, huge dick. Nice, good on um, me. But he's a great fucking wrestler. No,
0: that's really um, cool. that's really cool. Don't tell uh, you, about David but Taylor though,
1: thirteen to two and ten to nothing. This kid didn't stand a fucking chance. That I I just I mean that's like I'm actually shocked he scored two points in the first match. I'm not gonna lie to you because there's no escape points in freestyle wrestling. I'm really surprised you took David Taylor down at any point. I, yeah. I don't know if it was a I'm, take I'm down two this. force
0: outs, but I'm
1: genuinely, gonna I'm watch this. shocked. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. I haven't it. had a chance to watch the matches yet because I was at work, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you right now, David Taylor, Olympic gold medalist, world champion. Yeah, I'm going to watch
0: it because that's impressive as hell. David Taylor, you're our guy. If you want to come on the podcast, talk
1: about your success, we are here for you. Oh, hell yeah. I actually met David Taylor on my 21st birthday. No way. Uh, yeah, I was at my, my big, brought me to Mad Max. Nice. So it was the actual day of my 21st birthday. I'd already, you know, went out to the first the night before. Of course. And then it was Monday, and my big brought me to Mad Max. And there was this, like, really unassuming kid standing behind me. And I think he was wearing an Angels hat, and, or it might have been a Colorado Avalanche hat, mm. and Those glasses. You. And I was just kind of standing. And this was, like, three nights after he just lost in the finals to Kyle Dake. And I turned around and, like, kind of looked at him. I was like, hey, are you David Taylor? And this kid couldn't believe I knew who he was. And I've actually – I've heard the same thing from other people who – one of my best friends, Joe Waterfield, huge wrestling fan, huge fan of David Taylor. Like, one time saw him kind of – was going to the gym at Penn State because David Taylor still lives and works out at State College. Nice. Uh, He's part of the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Got some fucking studs there. Um, But he saw them walking through and just yelled out, like, David Taylor! <laughs> like, you would yell to any great athlete that you saw, yeah. and they would just be like, hey, how you doing, and keep walking. And this kid literally walked over to him like, hey, man, how are you doing? What's up? No way. Yeah, like, struggle a conversation <laughs> with him just because he, like, basically shouted his name. The kid, he's such a nice guy. Wow. He's a great ambassador for the sport of wrestling, and he's just an absolute fucking stud. I love, I love everything about that. I, I love-, love David Taylor maybe more than I love Marcus Allen.
0: Wow. That's huge. I knew you, I knew you're a big wrestling fan, but that that I, th- I think I do. Okay, another breaking news. Um, no, I love that. And I love your passion for for the sport and for yeah. Penn State wrestling. I love other Penn State sports. Basketball, obviously, over the last two years uh, or Penn State so, wrestling might be into... the most dominant program in oh, it's college unreal. sports.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. I, th- I think it definitely is. Yeah, and I, I love uh, again. I that's one I will always like. Maybe there's like some fencing team that wins every year, but oh, women's women volleyball really had offense. that run um, where
0: they run like they won like four national championships in a row. But Dude, what's, Penn State's won what like, they, like six, seven, seven of the seven, last eight, eight? Yeah, I, I think. Oh, it's really unbelievable. Match, you kind of get chills a little bit just because. You almost wish that it had the notoriety and the 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 mass appeal that the football program does have. Um, but I also think that's something that James Franklin does really fucking well. He was at the he pro- yeah, he does promote right. Yeah, he, he was at um, he was and at the Big the Ten. The thing about
1: wrestling is it's like a uh, it's like a cult sort of following, which is great because Penn State is like a cult already. Yes, <laughs> and then you have Penn State wrestling, which is like a cult inside of a cult.
0: It's, it's a super and cult.
1: Wrestling fans are so intense; it's unbelievable. I couldn't like, tell by interviewing right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's a really incredible atmosphere, and it's it's one of my favorite favorite things to be at is a Penn State wrestling match. Yeah,
0: I, I believe that. And that's probably one of my big regrets from college, among some other regrets that we won't talk about right oh, now. Yeah. But big big regrets. Uh, I didn't study abroad. Number one. Number two. I never saw the women's volleyball team live because that's when they were on their dominant run. Yeah. Number three. Never went
1: to a wrestling match. Um, oh yeah, that's a big. That's the biggest one. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, listen, you can go to Italy anytime. It's true. You can't always go to a Penn State wrestling match. And, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to end up you've, you've already missed your chance to words, see David Taylor
0: and the Lee Words of wisdom from Pat Calicchio. If you are out there, if you're at Penn State right now listening, um, want to be our intern, give us a call. But if you're at Penn oh, State yeah. listening, go see a wrestling match. This team you fucks. Better. The, well, how else can you say it? This team fucks. They are so fucking good. Uh, we've now got someone on the world's team, which. I, I oh, yeah, baby. I don't even know how to. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah.
1: something. I, I want to close it like this. The Penn State Wrestling Team wears black and blue shoes. Their singlets are pretty basic blue with no names and all game. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: this has been another episode of No Names All Game, a Penn State football podcast. You can find us on Twitter at No Names All Game. Pat, hit him with your handle. Och- at Ocho Calicchio, C-O-L-I-C-C-H-I-O. And at Chris Hankin, I'm the one that retweets literally every no names host. Uh thank you guys for listening. Please tell your friends, i cannot wait for the season to start so we can get into the real thick of it. We got some really great segments coming up. Absolutely Uh, some good repeating discussion topics for game, game over game. Uh and we, we would love for you guys to be a part of it. So um thanks for checking us out. Tune in next time. Have a great weekend. We are